You remember your stories with the kind of detail no one else has. Don't take them with you when you go. This is Christy Bridges from One Moment Wiser, and this year's podcast series is about sharing your story. This month, Erin Garcia invited me to speak for her group, Shift 88. Well, because of COVID, I ended up doing the presentation live on Facebook. Ironically, some uninvited trolls illustrated my points perfectly. So you'll hear a few pauses as I deleted the comments which were too gross to keep. We had a great time though, and I think you're going to enjoy it as well. Oh, good. So we decided to celebrate life and I could always lose a few pounds, right? Which is the joke. I went to over recovered. <laughs> Praise God for that. <laughs> you are gorgeous from head to toe and oh. you are still a, you are still a very public person, but yes. I imagine there's no longer that part of you that just wants to dwindle away and be invisible because I can't imagine that any part of you actually would buy that you'd ever be invisible. You can actually change those transmitters. Yes. You can change and heal that relationship with food. And I enjoy food, but I love to be healthy. Um, this year's dedicated to a lot more. I'm going to start swimming again and all this. Um, but I keep it on things I enjoy because I used to get up at 4.30 in the morning and drive my husband crazy in that time frame when I was getting well. And I would get up and work out 4.30 a.m., 7 a.m. Then when I came home from work, drove him nuts. And it was obsessive exercise, you know, not enjoyable. But can I read you his forward? I would love to hear that. And then I have questions, but I would love to hear that. Well, what he says is, and I'm going to try and not cry, okay? The book you have in your hands is very precious because it represents a life, a life I have called my love for 45 years now. I just, this is my second edition that came out last year. This life, one that nearly ended in tragedy, has instead been woven into a beautiful tapestry. I had a part in keeping this precious life from unraveling, from becoming just another statistic in a health journal. I see all the colors now woven into this tapestry. (laughs) That is Aaron. And if there is one more prominent than the others, it would be joy whatever color joy is in her life and in her heart. I believe it was joy that healed Aaron's heart. (laughs) Told you I was going (laughs) to. And along the way, I believe it was joy that healed her body as well. As you read this book, I know you will come away with this one truth. There is hope and joy for your journey as well. Aaron is living proof. (laughs) Okay. I love that. have to thank God for that. Yeah. And that that brings up a very important question. Um, when we are fighting for control and when we are trying to be our best, I mean, there was no part of you that wanted to, um, you know, take over the world or control other people. You just wanted control of your life and you wanted to be the best person you could be. And yes, you were trying to please other people, but, but you were aiming for reasonably good things. Um, but when we're doing that, 
And then what we thought was the right thing to do, which, which wasn't, um, we start to recover from that, right? Joy gets us wrapped up in the moment and we start to see changes in ourselves. Yes. Um, it's terrifying. It, it we, we say, no, I can't do this. I'm, I'm supposed to be this, this person that I've worked so hard to be. Right. Um, and you had known God had showed you, Hey, this was the problem. So, so at least you, you had a little bit of an awareness. Not everybody knows that I think ahead of time and, and not everybody mm-hmm. pays attention to that. So yeah. when we, when God begins to bless us, the Bible says his blessings come with no sorrow. You know, when he begins to bless us and we start to enjoy those blessings and appreciate and we shift into that, that other place. Um, where we're actually going to blossom because of God's blessings. But all we feel is, you know, I'm unraveling. Instead of the petals opening, we think, <laughs> oh, no, I'm losing it, right? Yeah. Um, what do we do? What what advice do you have for that person who is who is currently terrified? Am I going to gonna lose control forever? Well, if we realize that control is based on an external locus of control instead of internal, the more he brings that intact and you're not using an eating disorder to cope mm-hmm. and you're suddenly facing it and you're grabbing hold and saying, you know, and I have an acronym for fear. It's face everything and reinvent. Ooh, face now, everything the- and reinvent. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, I was reinventing my identity. And once I saw that that was okay, I could actually embrace a relationship with a man and a love, you know, a love of my life and embrace my relationship with the Lord and then start seeing myself as worthy, not shameful, because I think there's shame base very much so in eating disorders. Um, And even in trying to control life, if we realize we're cooperating with the creator. We're walking in partnership with him. He's there to help us. It's really that one-on-one with the Lord saying, well, no, you don't, you, I got this. You don't have it. You're not, you weren't designed to be able to control life. Mm. And I think the day that I walked into a greater partnership with the Lord um, and, and really ever since then, lots of things come our way that we can't control, (laughs) you know, but I no longer had that coping mechanism in place. Then it's scary because you have to face it head on. But um, I think I even like, I like Zig Ziglar's um, fear acronym. He says, face everything and rise. Yes. I like that too. And I didn't know he wrote that when I wrote mine, but it's a facing the truth and the truth can be scary, but it's that partnership with God. He's, he doesn't, he is our father, but there's verses that say he calls us friend. And how do you go from, you know, sometimes when we, we swing like a pendulum, right. From one extreme to the other, how do you go from, you know, to, to be able to let go of that extreme that was so destructive and not just go completely the opposite way to find um, you know, a rational way to live, like you said, facing um, what's going on 
and making choices to to walk hand in hand with your creator and, and do things his way. Where do you start with that? You know, it's kind of cool because it's when you said that the first word that popped in my heart was moderation. Yes. And moderation is so foreign to us. Oh my gosh. And, and, and it's, it's, it's just saying, okay, it's not a black and white world. Although my book is black and white, (laughs) but it's not a black and white world. It's there's gray areas, but if we listen to the Holy spirit guiding us and as we form the character of Christ, Mm-hmm. The character of Christ is the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness. I think that's all nine. And self-control. Self-control's in there. Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and, but you know what's interesting about that word is if it's a fruit of the spirit, it means we really can't have total self-control even. That's true. That means that it comes from God wants to do life with us. He wants to do life hand in hand with us. And therefore we have to rely on him for the fruits of the spirit. We have to let his spirit flow through us. And that's how those things come to life. We don't just decide one day I'm going to be peaceful. Um, You know, it definitely takes, I think, a little effort on our parts, but, but it's got to be from God. What were you going to say? And, and I think there's a bit of, well, there's, I know we're almost out of time. That's scary. Don't say that to me. Um, <laughs> but I think the struggle is real because the Lord says, you know, I think it was Romans seven that um, Paul says, I do the things I don't want to do. And I don't do the things I want to do. Mm, yeah. And he says, who will deliver me from this wretched body of flesh or something? <laughs> He's like really down on himself in that verse, right? <laughs> oh, man. Um, but later we realized that Paul struggled mm-hmm. and a ministry I've been part of uh, for a long time, um, Plumline Ministries and Terry Ewing, who did my other forward on my book. Um, he says, God delights in the struggling, striving, growing believer. Yes. Which means he's actually with us in the struggle. Yes. He perfects us as we walk with him. Yeah. We don't perfect ourselves. Have you ever dealt with, um, I mean, I know when, when you were beginning this relationship, I, I don't know that either of you really knew what you were getting in for. Right. Um, did you ever, we were so deal, young, right. Did you ever deal with a time where you thought, Oh, this, this isn't going to work or, you know, anything like that. Or did you just go, Nope, we're always going to make it. One Moment Wiser will be right back. We, um, oh yeah, well, we've always, you know, every marriage, if they're not lying, have areas where they do come to impasses. And I believe, again, my faith and my belief that God is able. Yes. God is able, even if I'm feeling there was a time Steve was in the National Guard and he was in Italy and I had five children at well four and one in the hopper 
Oh, yeah, that was fun. Um, and I knew that he was struggling with where he wanted to go next in his life. And I would send him Bible verses, but he was actually just really had no direction about where he wanted to go and what he wanted to do. And I remember thinking, this is fun. I really want someone to give that man direction, you know, and I was kind of stuck at home with five kids. So, um, boy, have I had fun since, you know, making up for lost time. But, um, but I felt like, you know, it, there's little places where one is stuck. Yeah. And I think that that's just life, right? We were sure we loved each other, but I was feeling frustration yeah. a lot. And I really, again, committed him to the Lord. And then I went to myself. I think I finally learned to go to myself and say, okay, where's your area? Mm. You know, I can point one finger, but four come back at me. Mm -hmm. And it was a humility thing where I thought, you know, and in communication styles, I can be a certain way. And I've learned a better way to come to my husband and ask him things. But, and I started studying. That's when my great desire to learn about human nature and human behavior and inner healing and wow, all of it. But it, if, if you can communicate with a spouse, you probably are going to do pretty good in life. <laughs> ah, so true. Cause we tend to, I don't know, we we're a little harsher with uh, the one that we're partnered with. <laughs> yep. True. So but you I kept that basic, I kept that basic respect. I think, not only just for Steve, my, my husband, Steve, but for the process. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And then, um, so I'm trying to, I'm sorry, I should be more organized, but there's just so many questions in my mind because you have, I know because I've been in your presence so much. It's like, I don't know if anybody's watching and you see me just coming up with more things to ask Aaron. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you've got the appointment with the Pope or something. Oh, <laughs> oh that's pope, fine. You know. I'm not a Pope. No pope. <laughs> Good questions though. But you, we compare ourselves so oh. often with other people and um, it, we're continuously surrounded by, you know, images of what our society thinks look right, you know, or, or do right. Do you ever still find yourself comparing, you know, your achievements with somebody else's or your body with somebody else's or your um, kids with somebody, you know, whatever. Do you find yourself in that comparison game? And how do you respond to that? Oh, absolutely. Especially when you start getting out there and you see, oh, other coaches are doing this. Oh my gosh, they're doing this. And um, oh yeah, that comp that comparison game is tough. Um, and I came to peace with it a few years ago, it, it, actually. And I realized that I'm just one human being that is influencing my way. And I may not be able to do all that everybody else does. Um, especially when you hit, and I'll, I'll say my age, I don't mind. I'm 66. And, you know, and um, when you hit the 60 number, you go, oh, wow, I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah, I, may not, I may not be able to do the cool things I did when I was young. <laughs> and you see, see these young things. <laughs> but you see these young things coming up and you're like, you know, it's like when the actresses start dying, dying off or whatever, or 
they're the the really cool ones we knew are no longer being asked to do the romantic roles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're like, woo. Um, they're, they're still playing 30. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, and I still don't really think I'm 60 in my 60s, but I every once in a while you go, oh, I oh. so there are wrinkles here. But um I think when age bracket came in, that was hard. And then suddenly it was like a grace that came. Yes. And I said, I will do in my life as unto the Lord, what I should do, what, what he wants me to do. And I don't even like the word should, but um, what we, what I'm called to do. There you go. And that was so freeing. I thought, yeah. So then when he says, you're going to be writing a trilogy actually, and that's just preview of coming attractions. There's a second (laughs) book, the real skinny on the law of attraction got the it's it's the missing link mm-hmm. and it has everything to do with the character of god so it's going to be really amazing we, we if there's a, a counterfeit there's a real right there is so right. um but he's shown me oh yes he's shown me so much but i thought i i feel like i can do the things that with the grace god's given me to do and not compare i might get ideas I might look around and get ideas from other coaches, but I have to go by my heart, what resonates here and what yes. gets me excited about what, what I see myself doing. Wow. And it's almost like um, Jesus would say, I only do what I see the father, what the father's doing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I can get a vision from the Lord as to what he, I see myself doing because he puts it in me. He, he places it there. Yes. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that that's what Jesus did, because that wasn't his only choice. You know, there was if if Jesus had no choice in what he did, then the story of the temptations, which he had to have shared because they mattered to him, um, would have been pointless. But he when he before he began his ministry. He went and he fasted and the devil said, Hey, there's other ways you could do this. You know, yeah. why don't you do it the way these people did? Why don't you do it the way these people did? You know, why don't, why don't you give the people, um, you know, a, a chicken in every pot, right? Um, we haven't had that president yet, but that theory was still back then. Um, you know, he, he came up with the different ways that other people might achieve power and be, um, witnesses to God, but nothing was what God had called Jesus to do. What Jesus had had with the father from the beginning said, these people matter to me. And this is what I'm, I'm willing to do to prove, you know, how loved they are to prove um, to show them what they're capable of, you know, all the things that the, the crucifixion and Jesus ministry and have taught us. And, you know, we can, oh, we can be so swayed from our actual calling. I was going to say he set his face like Flint. Yes. Like Flint. If we start to look at what other people have achieved and down ourselves for not achieving that yet, or look at how other people are doing things and try to copy them. Yes. There's inspiration all around. I'm all about being inspired by other people. 
uh, you know, innovation is great. But, but if we start to compare ourselves and say, then we end up saying, I'm not enough, which yes. ties up so many people who could have such power. And I'm talking to you. If you are watching today, I'm talking to you. Don't be tied up by that not enough junk. God created you for what he called you to do. And he will equip you for what he calls yes. you to do. And, and, we, and you yes. just mentioned, Christy, I'm interrupting, but yeah. you just mentioned um, right there, we said fear and we said self-doubt. And those, and those are, the are the two biggies. Those are the things that come when we try to be like anybody but who God had made us to be. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, woof. that is just <laughs> too good. No, I think that's our message today. <laughs> I um, think my life is, a, is, if anything I learned is, wow, you know, just accept yourself. Self-acceptance, self-understanding um, is healthy, self-love, healthy. Mm -hmm. Not narcissistic love, but healthy self-love, self-representation. You know that you've got self-efficacy. You've got self-care. You've got self-acceptance is the hardest one, by the way. And then on the other end, it's like self-celebration and self-optimization, you know, and best best version of myself. And you just got on one of my favorite subjects here. But but the healthy, <laughs> the healthy self-love is what God says. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. And you know, that's gotta be sexy because I think that has kept your man's attention for 45 years. Trying to dress like somebody else or be built like somebody else or be pretty enough or all those surface things don't keep anybody's attention for very long because it's a burden to try to love somebody who is obsessed with, with, surface stuff instead of just enjoying life with you so that is sexy when you can be aware of yourself take care of yourself stand up for yourself and enjoy yourself amen sister mm -hmm. Aaron, thank you so much for being with us today. You have just lit up my weekend. And I just pray that everybody <laughs> thank you for having me, Christy. <laughs> you bet. And there I went. <laughs> okay, so get Aaron's book. She just re-released it at the end of last year. It's called The Real Skinny on My Anorexia. And it is an excellent book. Erin um, practices Splunkna in Tulsa, where she actually does some really interesting work that that really works to help people let go of um baggage right and and oh, pain yeah. and to proceed in joy so thank you Aaron Aaron where can they reach you where can they they follow yes Aaron at AaronKGarcia.com Aaron I kept it simple. you got it <laughs> and then you also have you have a page too right ErinKGarcia.com. Her and a Facebook and yeah. a Facebook page. I kept it easy. <laughs> well, that's easy to remember. Erin K. Garcia. All right. We'll put that link in the comments. God bless you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, check out onemomentwiser.com for books, blogs, and two-minute devotional videos, which will help you live wisely in every aspect of life. See you next time on One Moment Wiser.